This is a hugely monumental episode of D-List of the Podcast for two reasons. <gasps> oh my well, for God. three reasons. Yeah, okay. We're back from break. Number one. Where um, it's the first of the year, mm-hmm. and it's our 69th episode. That alone should episode be Episode 69. Yeah. yeah. We're never going to have another episode like this until we hit our like 6,000th episodes, and then we do like 69, 69. Yeah. We're going to be long dead before that happens. We're going to be way dead. Yeah. We'll do it in hell. Yeah. <laughs> well, you're going to heaven. I'm doing it in hell. And we'll just use that the same, you know, software we use. Right. Except I'll be in hell and you'll be in heaven. Maybe I'll get a day pass to like purgatory to visit you. We can meet there. Yeah. Okay. Actually. Yeah. That's what we'll do. Anyways, I'm Michael K. And I'm Allison. So we were we were only off for two weeks for Christmas and New Year's, but it felt like six months. Oh, yeah. It feels like we haven't done this since, like, the summertime. Well, we were still working on the site, but, like, yeah. the days, for me, were all a blur. Oh, my God. Okay. We or we had this, this is a little insider baseball, but we had a conversation during the holidays at, what po- at which point where I was like, Michael, I don't know what day it is today. Like, if you had told me it was a Saturday afternoon or a Tuesday at, like, five in the morning, I'd be like, yep, sounds right. Like, I had no idea what day it was. Yeah, I had no idea what day it was. And also because I was eating candy for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was doing like the whole, you know, the sugar version of the whole 30. <laughs> the whole whole, the whole 31 <laughs> flavors. Right. Or the whole 69. Is that too rude? Sugar? No, the whole 69 would be me fucking for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. I wish I was doing the whole 69. Mm-hmm. I said you went up for that one. But I was not. So we're back, and neither of us really went anywhere. You didn't go anywhere, right? No, I stayed at my house. So yeah. I did too, and I watched a lot of things. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so let's talk about some of those things we yeah. watched. Because that's all you can, that's all you, that's all you can really do, by the way. When you're like staying at home for the holidays, there's only so many nuts you can crack, um, candy you can eat. Is that a euphemism? It can't be if you want to. It depends on how you spend your holidays. Yeah. but For me, I'm yeah, talking just, about legitimate nuts. You just watch, you watch TV yeah. and you eat candy. Yeah. You like maybe fall asleep on the couch. Wake yeah, up, that's it. TV. And you, Allison, you got sick. So yeah, that's why you, you know, you sound sick. You know what? Yesterday I was kind of dancing between like Kathleen Turner and Dina Lohan, which was really great. I was kind of. Oh, yeah, you should have kept that. You should stay sick then. If that's what you just, Mm -hmm. you know, constantly go to the preschool and ask the kids to cough in your mouth. Don't do that. You'll get arrested. (laughs) I thought about it. I was like, don't. I don't want to do this podcast from jail. (laughs) First of all, I don't think the Wi Fi is very good. So thank you for doing this while sick, powering through. My pleasure. Okay, so you, we both watched The Irishman. Yes, The Irishman. Now, um, I it took me three days to watch it because I have a kid and she doesn't love The Irishman. That's surprising because I thought it was like, that's what it was made for, for kids. For well, honestly, yeah. I think it would be made for babies because it made me fall asleep. So it should make oh. a baby go right to sleep. So just... Pop that, pop it, put it up on the iPad, pop it up right in the crib, and they'll go to sleep like that. Well, and the faces are weird, kind of like Teletubbies. Like the so in the Irishman, one of the big selling points of it is that like um, they de-aged a bunch of the actors, but they didn't really. To me, they didn't de-age them. It just their faces kind of looked sort of. They looked sort lonely. of, but it was also dark. Like I didn't think like a big to do was made about that. Like right. how jacked up they looked. I didn't think they looked jacked. I didn't think they looked that young. First of all. <laughs> 
No, I mean, they didn't look young. Just for me, I think most of the time they looked okay, but there's like a couple scenes where it looked like the like motion tracking wasn't totally yeah. on. And so the body was moving, but the head was, it was very like um, Disney's The Haunted Mansion to me, but with old guys and Martin Scorsese. So it took you three? Three nights. Well, it's like three and a half hours long. Yeah, it's so long. I That's why. Hour night. I mean, I hated it. I thought it was boring. And also, I have a hard time watching movies without women in it, really. Unless the movie's like Magic Mike. Unless the guys are like half naked and hot. Yeah, that's a good sub. Yeah. And the only women, well, there was Anna Paquin, and then there were like the hot mob wives who every time they were like leaning up against the car and smoking, oh, I perked were- up. I woke up, I watched it. Then when that scene ended, I went back to sleep. Okay. And one of the hot mob wives was played by um, the same actress who played Charmaine Bucco on the sopranos so i was like extra i love her like oh i, I don't you just i never watched I the sopranos you. so you spoke chinese to me okay <laughs> but like that alone i was like i i would love a movie just with the two of them smoking on car breaks oh yeah that would have been much better but i do have a good thing to say about the irishman okay. i'm glad that it came out on netflix because yeah. imagine watching that shit in the movie theater oh my god i would have I been mean, going up to the bathroom like four times and yeah coming exactly back and been like okay have they like killed anybody yeah have they killed al pacino yet what was his name again jimmy hoffa (laughs) yeah i would probably gain 10 pounds from just eating popcorn the whole time and then like you said i'd lose 10 pounds from like always getting up and pretending like i have to go to the bathroom so i can get out of the theater yeah and then like are they still on this road trip i will say this about the irishman uh ray romano is very handsome and i have thought ray romano has been hot since the everybody loves raymond days but i feel like my i feel like i'm like justified now because ray romano's a very handsome man he might replace army hammer for me um okay does <laughs> i'm gonna google does the flu or whatever you have cause vision loss yeah i mean he's a he's a nice he seems like a nice person hot i mean we all have our things allison we all have our kinks your kinks are like bland dads yeah look some yeah we all have issues Oh my god, so when you, so like your porn is like a Land's End catalog. I mean, yeah, <laughs> that's no, your porn. No, it's home, walking into Home Depot. That too. Yeah. So, anyways. something else I watched that you didn't watch is Cats. No, I didn't see Cats yet. I really, I want to, but it's not something I got around to. So please tell me, tell me if Cats has lived up to like as bad as people say it is okay well the thing is i think people had the reaction to cats people reacted to cats the way that they reacted is because they didn't really know cats cats is weird i would agree with you on that yeah cats Cats is is weird weird. i mean the movie was weird but honestly mostly was just boring and when taylor swift isn't the worst part of a movie you know it's shit yeah that i mean she was not the worst part by a long shot to me yeah, that's what I was like reading on Twitter is people saying like Taylor Swift wasn't that bad. And I'm like, oh, this movie is bad, bad then. She was not. Like the worst part, honestly, was the costumes, makeup, CGI. Like, you know that screenshot that went around of Judy Dench in cat drag and yeah. then she had a human hand with her wedding ring on it? Yes. And oh, people were like, yeah. oh my God, this is so sloppy. Okay, maybe the wedding ring was a mistake, but lots of cats in the movie had human hands. So I think they that was just on purpose, which it's like, uh, go on Amazon, type in cat furry cat gloves, 
Yeah. Like, and just put calculations. That's the thing. It's like this movie cost almost $100 million. It was so cheap looking. It was like some low budget looking, big budget movie. I know what you're talking about. Also, Michael, you can get like a 24, a box of 24 furry mittens, probably for like 10 bucks. So there's oh, yeah, no see, excuse. Yeah, no see, excuse. you should have been the costume designer, I honestly. Have. I did okay. like the dancing cockroaches, though. I was just going to ask you about those dancing cockroaches. So, you know how the clip that I saw over and over again was how, like, the faces on the dancing cockroach kind of looked like they were painted on? Was that, like, a real trip? Like, was that really wild to see in a movie theater? It looked bad. <laughs> I mean, it, it was jacked up, but it just looked bad. Like, the special effects were just bad. Yeah. They honestly like slap their shit together. What in the hell did they blow the budget on then? Is my question. Taylor Swift? I don't I know. Well, okay. Okay. Here's something that is like fascinating to me. So I saw this like behind the scenes thing about cats and they built most of the sets. So they like the sets aren't really CGI. Like they probably went in like. Oh, yeah. It's like Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. Yeah. But like. They all look terrible, though. So I feel like that's where they spent all the money was being like, okay, we need another million to make this giant kitchen table. Which they should have just called up Disney and said, can we rent like the Honey, I Shrunk the Kids from the ride? There used to be a ride like the Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. Can we rent that? Yeah, my sister and I got lost in that ride when we were kids. That would have been a better movie than Cats. I'd rather watch that than Cats. So I, I have one question, though, about Cats. It's a quick one. Is it so, is it like the type of bad, okay, you know how people always joke that Showgirls is a bad movie? It's not. Showgirls is not a bad movie. But like, you know how people say- Well, it's good, bad. It's a bad movie, but it's good, bad. It's good, bad. So is Cats good, bad, or is it bad, bad? Not to me, but also it's, I think, maybe give it time. Maybe in like 10 years, I'll see it as good, bad. But right now, to me, it was just boring, bad. Oh, what a shame. But a lot of them, you could tell, like Jennifer Hudson, she, I mean- you could tell she she thought she was going to get an Oscar. Oh, no. Like, that's... she was putting... It felt like she was really putting, you know, effort. Oh, no. And you know how at the beginning, like, with that one cat, how she's, like, never acted before? So it's like, and introducing Francesca Hayward, that's always the most heartbreaking thing to me is when it's, like, introducing in a terrible movie. Because it's like, we're never going to hear from her again. Well, she's a ballerina. She'll be fine. She's going to be fine. She's going to land on her feet. Much like a cat does. Oh, God. Okay, another thing. And this is, okay, right after I saw Cats, I saw the best thing I saw break and Mm -hmm. probably the best thing I've seen in a while, which is Don't Fuck With Cats. You haven't seen that, right? No, I haven't, but I want to. So it's a docuseries on Netflix. Mm -hmm. It's just perfectly well done. It's told from the point of view of, like, nerds who were on a Facebook group trying to solve this crime okay so it's like it's really good i recommend it. i won't give too much away i actually had no idea what it was about when i first saw it but do like you, do you know very... what i thought it was what i thought it was um a netflix version of that tv show my cat from hell with um what was the what's the guy's oh name jackson galaxy from... yeah jackson galaxy i thought that it was like netflix's version of my cat from hell yeah i had no idea what really what it was about mm-hmm. But so, but I, I realized right away because they show there's this video that was on the internet years ago of someone killing kittens. Oh, that's sad. And so that's, I knew exactly it was about Luca Mignotta. Okay. And as a Canadian, you don't know Luca Mignotta? Because he's a Canadian. No, I I know of Luca Mignotta. 
but I only know him as one of those people where like their name is in the news all the time. But I don't like if someone was like, do you know the name Luca Magnata? I'd be like, yeah, of course. And it's like, what did he do? It's like, I think he might have killed someone. Like, I'm very vague on the details. Yeah, I was too. Like, it wasn't a story that was at the front of my mind. But when I yeah. saw that video, I was like, oh, okay. Mm-hmm. I know what this is about. But there's something that I wanted. I'm not going to give it away again. I wanted to share because it's something that they don't really address in the in the docuseries. So in one of the videos, okay. the Luca Magnata videos, he feeds a kitten to like a huge snake. It's like an anaconda or a python or something. And in the video, there's an extra pair of hands on the snake. Mm -hmm. And his explanation, I mean, bitch, it's bullshit, basically. But So I'm like, they don't really explain who this extra set of hands belong to. So I was like, I read it. I was all everywhere trying to figure out. So the theory is that... um, you know, Luca Magnata used Craigslist a lot. Right. So he may have used like Craigslist to find someone who owned this snake mm-hmm. and someone who was crazy like him who wanted to watch a snake eat a live kitten. And so this, the hands where the the owner belonged to the owner of the snake. Craigslist is just that crazy enough that you could definitely find someone like that. I mean, yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. And also, I wanted, so I also want to share a story that wasn't in the docuseries but it should have been and i wrote about it on delisted back in the day Mm -hmm. so it involves the barbie twins okay yes so if you don't know the barbie twins the barbie twins i mean if you don't know the barbie twins you don't know natural beauty yeah basically so they were they were playboy models Mm -hmm. they're the most beautiful women in the world google them (laughs) um, but put on some protective eyewear because your eyes will explode from the gorgeousness of it all and i'm Mm -hmm. not being sarcastic so they're also like animal activists So they knew about the kitten killing videos early on, Mm -hmm. and they hatched a plan (laughs) to catch Luca. Oh, you got to love a crafty playmate. I love it. So Luca was like a wannabe porn star. Right. So they got Ron Jeremy. So they roped Ron Jeremy in, right? Right. And they wanted Ron to invite Luca to an exclusive audition in los angeles and once luca got there they were gonna like citizens arrest him okay (laughs) my favorite type of arrest i mean sadly it didn't happen chris hansen would have been shook because that's the ultimate to catch a predator um they never went through with it because ron jeremy thought it was too dangerous and he got busy or something so but what could have been he's like i'm filming that day i guess yeah he's like I'm too busy to catch a king killer. Mm-hmm. But what could have been? That could have been its own Netflix series. I mean, the, I was like, why weren't the Barbie twins interviewed? Yeah, forget about the Hardy boys. <laughs> it's, the it's all about twins. the Barbie twins. <laughs> okay, so it's also the Golden Globes. Yes. Golden Globes on Sunday night. So Golden Globes was hosted by Ricky Gervais for the fifth and Final time. So he says. Allegedly. He's totally going to be back. Yeah. Because that's what happens with the Golden Globes. They're like, ah, we don't have anyone to do this thing. Let's get Ricky back in. So he was, he did what we all kind of expected Ricky Gervais to do, which was he like told some jokes that had people like cringing in the audience. And I mean, some of them weren't that bad. 
Like he made a joke about Leonardo DiCaprio. Yeah, that was probably my favorite joke. That was, you don't want to know why? Because it was a good joke. He was like, on a time in Hollywood, nearly three hours long, Leonardo DiCaprio attended the premiere, and by the end, his date was too old for him. So. <laughs> I'm like, it's true. It is true. But like a, a lot of his was about like, you know, how Hollywood is full of pedophiles and yeah. everyone in the room is like friends with pedophiles. Yeah, and right. he's like, you're all hypocrites. Like, you all take money from, like, Apple and Disney and, like, all these corporations that treat people like garbage. Yeah, and you sweatshop workers. Yeah, and he's like, and then you're going to come up here and, like, lecture people and stuff, which I don't... To me, that's, like, such a false equivalency. Okay. Because, like, just... I don't know. D- here I am defending Hollywood celebrities. I'm like, won't somebody stand no, up? No, no, I'm them? curious. Okay, I just think that it's one of those things where, like, Every corporation is evil. Like, it doesn't matter what corporation you... Like, it doesn't matter what company you work for. It's owned by a corporation. Everything is owned by, like, five corporations. I've got my tinfoil hat on right now, by the way. But, like... No, but everything's owned by a corporation. Corporations are evil. Billionaires are evil. Like, so for him to be like, oh, you're all hypocrites, blah, blah, blah. It's like, okay, but Ricky Gervais... Didn't he do, like, a Netflix special? Well, also... Like, Netflix yeah, it's is like, evil, too. Well, it's like, he's... Yeah, yeah, he's going... He's dragging the Hollywood elite, but it's like, uh, you're part of the Hollywood elite, too. Yeah, you're like, a super rich guy. You were in three Night at the Museum movies. It doesn't get any more Hollywood or elite than that. But that is the who's who of the A-list. It's true. And he also... What, what did he also... Oh, he also told them, like, not to get political. Yeah, he's like, make it quick. Just say thank you. Thank your agent and move on. But it's like, that's not fun. That's not fun. And he gets political. But what did you yeah. think, like, overall of his overall of him opening hosting, monologue? Yeah. It was like, it was fine. Like, it wasn't the funniest thing I've ever seen. And it wasn't the, like, I wasn't sitting there being like, this is so boring. Like, it was just like, fine. I think he's just not my cup of tea. Like, I like, and that's as somebody who like loves the British office loves extras. So like, I like Ricky Gervais. I just like, don't, I'm not like fanning myself when he's a golden globes host. I thought some of it was funny. And I mean, he acts like he doesn't care, but it's like, girl, you care. And he cares so much and it gets try hardy, but I can appreciate it mainly because of the cringes on the faces of the people in the audience. Like, it's so awkward. So I like that, because it's like he's telling these jokes. No one's really laughing. They all look like they're all either don't think it's funny or they're trying not to laugh or they... It's true. I like the action reaction of it. Like, you know who one of my favorites was? Was um, Tom Hanks. Oh, I love Tom Hanks. But Keith Urban, there was a point where the camera was on Keith Urban for so long. Oh, his yes. His face was just, like, not moving. And I was like... Either Keith Urban is like stoned out of his mind, or he's such possible. Too much Botox. Possible. possible, or he is like not feeling this at all. And I was like, I think it's the third one. All of so the like, above. So I love that. You're right. So um, uh, Ricky Gervais wasn't the only person who like was dragging people. So Sasha Baron Cohen was a presenter in the night, and he started a joke um that the punchline was mark zuckerberg the um the hero of this next movie is a naive misguided child 
who spreads Nazi propaganda and only has imaginary friends. His name is Mark Zuckerberg. <laughs> oh, sorry, sorry. Sorry, this is an old intro for The Social Network. Um, I'm actually talking about Jojo Rabbit. It's nominated for two Golden Globes and is directed by its star, the brilliant and groundbreaking Taika Waititi. Here it is. So I'll be honest, I wasn't expecting that as the punchline. I thought it was going to be Donald Trump. Oh, yeah. I know. I totally thought it was going to be Mark Zuckerberg. Really? He, does it. he hates Mark Zuckerberg. I didn't know that he hates Mark Zuckerberg. Yeah, so he hates Mark Zuckerberg because, you know, Mark Zuckerberg defends, like, letting um, Nazi sh- bullshit, you know, on, right. on Facebook. Right, yeah. And that's wrong. Yeah, but he, yeah, he could have done Trump, too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, I was just, I was just surprised. Like, it was like, it kind of pulled the rug out from under me. I was like, ooh, that's clever. <laughs> um but then also um, the one other thing that kind of I'm going to be quick about this because nobody cares. But um, the movie 1917 won for best picture drama. And Michael, I need to ask, had you heard of 1917 before the Golden Globes? Yes, you. Okay. I have. Yeah, you're, I have because, smart. you know, I follow this stupid awards crap. Right. So it's not even in the movie theaters, I don't think. I, I think it came out like limited at Christmas time, and it hasn't gone wide yet. But it's like I knew that it was. It's Chris Christopher Nolan, I think. Yeah, and it's it's kind of like he tried to make it look like it's one shot. It's yes. a war movie. Mm-hmm. I know all that. I yeah, think so it's not the one with Harry Styles. What's that one? Dunkirk. <laughs> yes, which is also Christopher Nolan. Wait, so maybe it's not Christopher Nolan. I don't know. It's, it's uh, I know it's a movie. war movie. It's a Harry war Styles one. is not in it. Okay, so what what did you like about, about them winning? Um, I didn't really necessarily like anything. It was just a huge surprise to me. Like, I honestly thought it was going to be the Irishman who won because Martin Scorsese put all that time and effort into changing their faces. So you know that he was probably like 1917. That's my Martin Scorsese impression. It's very good. Martin Centine. <laughs> Is this a movie about me graduating from college with my master's? There's a joke about how old he is. It, it's not that's why i was like i was like ricky gervais and you were like the golden globes audience <laughs> you were keith urban. I was my keith urban oh my god um so other people speaking of people in the audience so i can appreciate how shady the camera people were at the golden globes like because at one point in time when tom hanks won the Cecil B or received the Cecil B DeMille award, which more on that in a second. Um, the camera cut to Henry Winkler for like a long time. And Henry Winkler recently said that he like, he like implied that he hates Tom Hanks. Yeah. Like Tom Hanks is not that nice. And yeah, he like came out as like the only person in the world who doesn't like Tom Hanks. Um, so yeah, I, I want to know who the camera people at the golden globes were. I want an interview with them. Speaking of Tom Hanks, he received the Cecil B. DeMille Award, which is very exciting. Everyone loves Tom Hanks. Michael, what's your favorite Tom Hanks movie? Oh, God. I mean, what are Tom know. Hanks movies? There's Does... the one There's the one based on the Bubba Gump Shrimp Company restaurant. Okay, there's Forrest Gump. There's yeah. Philadelphia. There's Big. I'm going to say Big. Wait. Big is good. No, Tur- Turner and Hooch, because I like Hooch. Wait, which one's Hooch and which one's Turner? 
I think Hooch is the dog. I like Hooch. So I'm going to say Turner and Hooch. Which one's yours? The Burbs. Okay, I don't think I ever saw that. It's great. I love that movie. So congratulations to Tom Hanks. But here's what's really important about the night. So two things. Tom Hanks' wife of 33 years, Rita Wilson, um, before the ceremony, she was on Twitter tweeting um, that her hair and makeup person that she'd hired back in September had not shown up to her house to do her hair and makeup so she was like an hour she had an hour to get her hair and makeup done she's tweeting like the person still hasn't shown up they're like an hour and 45 minutes late or whatever um and then she took a picture of her face like with no makeup being like uh still waiting like nobody's nobody's doing my hair and makeup and then when she was on the red carpet um she was asked about it and she really didn't get into it like all she did was just say like yeah they like didn't they were late and stuff, but she also didn't say that they ever showed up. Well, one thing I I liked about like her on the red carpet is they I, I don't know who it was someone asked like so the makeup girl didn't Mario show up Lopez. and she it was Mario Lopez and she goes actually it was a man. You look amazing, Thank and you. I and I heard the uh, makeup hair girl was an hour and twenty minutes late. It was you a man. That. Yes, it was, oh, a, it was man. a man. Okay, yes. he was late. <laughs> yeah, and then yeah, and then Tom Hanks was like, "How dare you ask if it was a woman?" And it's like, that's very true. But of course, Mario Lopez would just assume somebody doing hair and makeup was a woman. And also, Tom Hanks brought his four children. Well, his four adult children. They're not kids. Well, he actually, in his speech, he said five children because he counts his daughter-in-law as a child, which is sweet. That's, oh God, Tom Hanks is the best. So um, we saw the return of Chet Hanks, a.k.a. Chet Hayes. Yeah, Chet Hayes is like, or like piece of shit which is what I like to call him. He um, is one of Tom Hanks' sons, and he was a rapper for a time. And he, yeah. He went, he went viral after the ceremony, or like kind of before the ceremony, but also after. Um, because there was like videos of him speaking in this like island patois. Big up, big up the whole island massive. It's your boy Chetana coming straight from the Golden Globes, you are saying? And which doesn't make sense because Chester Hanks is not from the islands. Um, someone on Twitter called him Shabba Hanks, which really made me laugh a lot. <laughs> I was like, that's very accurate. <laughs> um, but uh, and then, yeah, so he was like doing more videos like after he kind of went viral and saw the headlines and stuff. And he continues to do that accent. So. I guess the real question is, what did Tom Hanks and Rita Wilson do during Chet Hanks' formative years? Drugs. Ma- Ooh, maybe they got a Oh, conception. A yeah, conception. That's what you were going. I was going to say, I'm like, <laughs> Chet Hanks is like five years old. They're like, okay, you're going to watch Cool Runnings again while we go do drugs in the other room. We'll see. While we smoke crack and blow it in your face. <laughs> that, that's obviously what happened here. Oh my gosh. So what else? What else happened at the Golden Globes really? Oh, I know. Um obviously two huge things happened at the Golden Globes. Um one of them was Beyonce and Jay-Z showed up. So Beyonce was nominated for original song for the song Spirit from The Lion King. Um Beyonce and Jay-Z arrived what this is all like allegedly, but it's kind of true. They arrived 1 hour late. No, they totally did. Yeah. They, they yeah, they, they and they like the stood carpet. in the back. 
Yeah, they waited in the back. Oh, you know where when they arrived was when like Ellen won the Carol Burnett Award. Yeah, and they were like waited to see. Yeah, that's classy of them. They could have just well. What I'm surprised is like how could the Golden Globes even start without Beyonce there? Like they're honestly going to go to hell for that. Oh, for they should have held the show. The show, the show should have been delayed an hour. So. You know, there's just not going to be a ceremony next year. This was great. It was the very last Golden Globes, but there will not be one next year because of this. Um, Also, so Beyonce showed up in $8 million worth of diamonds, which... That's casual for her. That's like, yeah, she was keeping it very casual. Because I think she probably wears $10 million to the grocery store, like she goes to the grocery store, when she feels like going to the grocery store. So yeah. it was, she kept it casual. It was a casual was, Sunday. Yeah, she was asking her stylist, she's like, is this the Oscars? No, it's just the Golden Globes. Okay, let's just do $8 million in diamonds because it's not worth it. Um, and then they also brought uh, two bottles of Ace of Spades champagne, which is, um, pardon me, Jay-Z's champagne. The Golden Globes are sponsored by Moet and Shandon, by the way. So there was champagne well it's free promo and also it's like you know you're rich when you bring your own champagne to an open bar like i get he owns the company but still it's when you take inventory that's money out of your pocket so like i'd be the opposite you know i'd be like taking the half drunk bottles of champagne and like pouring them into the you know pouring them into a some kind of bin and taking it home a shoe pour it into your shoe pour it into my bag or whatever you know i would bring i would bring a you know a water bottle and pour it in there get the limo to like back itself up to the doors and be like listen where are your extra cases of champagne please put them in the trunk yeah that's what i would be like you know your grandma at a wedding like trying to get the centerpiece. Are you going to take that centerpiece? Okay, I'm claiming it. That's the yeah. way I would be at the Golden Globes. Are you taking that champagne? Okay, I'm taking it. Yeah, no one's put their name on it, so I guess it's yeah. up for grabs. Um, and of course, Beyonce um, didn't win. But not, not that I pointed that out for any reason. I'm going to get an email from the Beehive now. Um, and Joaquin Venus won for Best Lead Actor in a Drama. And his speech was kind of a mess because... He said the word fuck a bunch of times, and you can't say that on TV in the States. Which is crazy. Yeah, it makes no sense. He wasn't doing it in like a violent way either. It's like just, it's only adults watching this thing anyway. There's not like some five-year-old kid that's like. If they are, they're asleep. Yeah. While watching it. It's like the Irish man. Yeah. Yeah. No kid is begging. Be like, I need to, I need to see if the Irish man wins best picture at the Golden Globes tonight. So he gave a shout out to Rooney Mara. Actually, sorry, just Rooney. Rooney, no last name. His fiance. Um, But then he also mentioned climate change and he encouraged everyone to do better, as he said. And his example was stop taking private jets to Palm Springs. So anyways, any, what did, what stuck out for you, Michael? Anything? Well, he, so Joaquin, you know, the Golden Globes, they only served vegan food. Right. So he, Joaquin is a vegan and mm-hmm. he praised that. And now we've learned that he wore a Stella McCartney tuxedo to the Golden Globes. And now he said that he's going to only wear that tuxedo during to every award show this season. And he's not going to wash it. No dry cleaning, nothing. So... <sighs> Which I mean, Greta Thunberg can retire now because global warming is over. He's fixed it. He's it's a thing of the past. Yes. Scientists right now are like, oh my god, the the temperature's lowering. 
There's like all polar bears that are like totally healthy looking now. But like, I doubt that Joaquin bays very much. <laughs> just just a hunch. Yeah. And so I think like he's going to take it even further and he's just going to keep that tuxedo on. Like he's going to sleep in it. He's going to, you know, spend every day in it. And he's just then he's going to wear it to his award show and his events. He's just going to keep it on until the Oscars. And then, you know, the Oscars after party, he can take it off and everyone can eat dick cheese, ass butter, (laughs) armpit jelly. Yeah, is that vegan? Well, it's got to be. I mean, it started out as plant based. (laughs) I think. (laughs) No, no, Joaquin's were harmed when it was harvested dick cheese is dick cheese vegan <laughs> that's the that's the question yeah that's what i want to know okay so let's close this segment with michelle williams the white one mm. so she won a golden globe for playing gwen verdon in fossey verdon mm-hmm. but days before the golden globes people published a kind of funny fluff piece about how she's engaged and pregnant with Mm -hmm. a baby co-made by director Thomas Kale. Mm -hmm. Thomas Kale, he directed Hamilton and he directed Michelle in many episodes of Fosse Vernon. So people's piece was obviously fed to them by Michelle's publicist. Just a hunch. It was very old, old school Hollywood. Yeah, there's no mention of Michelle's ex or Thomas's ex. And they included a picture of them walking hand in hand in London. And it's like so staged. Well, I mean, it's just so staged because the thing that I always think about is like it kind of looks natural. But then you're like, there's a photographer that's like five feet away walking backwards. Like... Yeah, exactly. Like, if I, like, any normal person would be like, why are you walking so close to me? Like, they would be, like, so freaked out. So the fact that they're, like, walking and posing, it's like, oh, no, they hi- they hired that person. Yeah, they're, like, Obviously. holding a hot beverage. They're l- smiling at each other. It's like JCPenney catalog, cheesiness. Like, mm-hmm. they're smiling. Yeah, like you said, if a photographer was in your face, you wouldn't be, like, smiling and, like, ah, all happy. It'd be blurry because you'd be, like, shaking your fist at them and, like, throwing the rest of your coffee at them. Yeah, it's like Michelle Williams is honestly probably my favorite actress of her generation. and But her acting in that stage pick is just next level. She should win an Oscar for that. Mm-hmm. It's just oh, amazing. So people also said in their piece that Michelle's daughter with Heath Ledger, Matilda, who is 14, set them up. <laughs> but how? How? They never I know, like, say how. He, like, yeah, how? And they don't yeah. say how, which is weird. Like, why do you just throw that at us and you don't tell us? Like, so he directed her in Fosse Verdon, where it's like, okay. That's how they met, yeah. Yeah, it's like anyone with, like, two eyes and ears know that, like, okay, y'all, you guys got together on Fosse Verdon. But they make it seem like Matilda's, like, backstage at the craft service table being like, hi, Thomas. Wow, you're drinking tea. My mom also loves tea. You guys should get together and talk about it. It's like, that never happened. <laughs> she talks like, um, what's, who's that one on Saturday Night Live that does Vanessa Little Girl? Bear. Vanessa Bayer? Yeah. That's who Matilda is? Yeah, Van- she's she's Vanessa Bayer doing a child actress. Okay, so the timeline of Michelle and Thomas' love story is a little... Shady. ...messy. Mm-hmm. So let's go over. I'm going to go over real quick. Yeah. So in January of 2018, Michelle was photographed wearing an engagement ring. Mm-hmm. And tabloids confirmed she was engaged to her then-boyfriend... Andrew Humans. 
That was in January of 2018. Mm -hmm. In September 2018, Michelle was in Vanity Fair and then and said she had secret married singer songwriter Phil Everham. So mm -hmm. somewhere be so and and he and his daughter moved to New York City to be with Michelle and her daughter. Mm -hmm. She said they got married in July. So sometime between January and July, she broke up with Andrew and got with Phil and then got engaged and married the whole thing. Mm -hmm. So Fosse Verdon started shooting November 2018 mm -hmm. and went on until March 2019. Mm -hmm. So Thomas Kale is or was married to actress Angela Christian, and they were photographed together at a Kennedy Center event in December 2018. So mm -hmm. Fosse Verdon barely begun shooting. In April 2019, after Fosse Verdon was done shooting, Michelle announced that she had separated from Phil. And sources said that they had split up in early 2019. Mm -hmm. That brings us to now when we find out Michelle's pregnant and engaged to Thomas Kale. So she's at least three months pregnant, right? Oh, well, yeah. Here's the thing. With a pregnancy, here's my, like, shady speculation. When you are pregnant, like, they say that you should wait three months to tell people, right? But when you get to a certain age, they're like, you technically should wait four months because three months is a good safety net. Four months is, like, you're completely, you're not out of the woods totally, but it's, like, it's a good thing. Like, I waited four months because I was, like, I don't know. You know? Yeah. Anyways, so for her to announce it, she probably is at least four months. So if it's four, then that means they got together like in August. If she's three, that means September. So, and we don't know if either of them are divorced. Yeah, so his wife is kind of like, okay, so I was scouring the internet. Like, I was like a Ouija board, like trying to find the truth about what happened in the relationship. There was like no split announcement nothing well they're not that famous so i don't think they they're not famous at all so i don't think they would like announce it i guess but i also think that like i don't know there's just something very i don't know they they're not famous so they're not going to announce it but we just don't know when they like as of december they were together so it's like that's all we really have to go off of yeah as of december 2018 they, yeah, unless they, they were like, together. And yeah, then, like at the earliest, they like broke up after that event. Like they like took a picture on the red carpet and then yeah, went right after and that. broke up, signed divorce papers. So do you? So what are what you're saying is, do you think some double homewrecking went on? I mean, Michael, I'm not going to say anything because I don't want to. I don't want anyone to get litigious on me. But it sounds like a. I I mean it definitely. Well, it's messy. Like the time there's a lot of like i'm doing like the timeline with my fingers right now and like the fingers are overlapping a lot and so i just think it's it sounds a little bit and i don't necessarily think like i don't think anyone home wrecked anything but i think that things were very murky if you will <laughs> so like in michelle's golden globe speech she talked about you know, women's rights and a right. woman's right to choose. And I was on Twitter and people on Twitter were like, she's just saying that because she's defending her right to homewreck. <laughs> like, damn, what did Michelle Williams do to you? Did she steal your man too? Shit. <laughs> yeah, she got, did she have another fiance out there that's yours? Well, and the thing, what, I, what kind of impresses me is I know Michelle Williams is not like Angelina Jolie levels of famous. So like the paparazzi yeah. are not 
following her everywhere. But she still managed to keep this messiness like under wraps. Yeah, you would think that somebody on the set of Fosse Verdon would have spilled. Or they would have been photographed together or something. Like her PR team, I hope they got a good holiday bonus. They definitely did. Because it's very like old school, like keeping the messiness, you know, sweeping it under the rug. It was very Joan Crawford uh, debuts Christina. (laughs) (laughs) And one thing, so I tend to move pretty quickly in relationships. But like whenever a couple makes a baby not long after they get together, I'm always like, uh, you know, don't you want to spend a few newborn free months together, you know, like fucking getting drunk, having fun without having a newborn bothering you? Well, I mean, I can say from firsthand experience, when you have a newborn, it's not like, like, it's fun because the baby's cute and stuff. But like, there was a time where I went more than, I was about 48 hours with no sleep. And it's like, that's not the, that's not a fun person. Like, that's not the type of person who's like, well, yeah, I don't have a baby. And even I know, like, if I brought a baby into a relationship, we'd probably never fuck. We'd never have fun. It'd be all about this damn baby. You'd be like super stressed out. Are, especially like when you're just getting together and suddenly you have a baby, I would just be like, oh my God. But I'm saying that, but like, honestly, if I had the ability to get pregnant, I probably have like five kids from like six baby daddies that I knew for a month each. And that math doesn't work, but like, you know, I'd be such a hoe that I defy laws of science. <laughs> It'd be murky is what you're saying. It'd be fair. Like my kids would be meeting a new uncle every three months. Okay, so now Alice and I are going to go over five stories, starting with Cameron Diaz. So Cameron Diaz, she's 47. Mm-hmm. Benji Madden, her husband, is 40. I can't believe they're still married. I know. Um, they announced that they are parents to a baby girl they named Radix Madden. A source tells people that Radix was born right before New Year's. So Radix is Cameron and Benji's first kid, and she was probably born via surrogate. Cameron referred to Radix as Rad in her Instagram post. So that's probably what they're going to call her. Allison, your thoughts. (laughs) Oh my God. Well, I mean, I hope she likes the nickname Rad because she only has one other option. Like she's not, she's not going to go by dicks. Oh, I would. Yeah. You know what? Honestly, that's a more fun nickname. Also, her first words will be mama, dada. When can I legally change my name to anything but Radix? I know that's the thing. Like I love the name. What? Like, well, not for a child, though, because like you said, because it's rad dicks. It's rad dicks. Like, I love dicks, especially rad ones. I was going to say, who do you like that as a name for? Is like a a porn star. That'd be a really good porn star name. Yeah. Yeah. That poor child, though. I know. Like, she sounds like a topical cream for herpes. Oh, Now she does. Yeah. So, yeah. Change. Get that name changing form as soon as you can crawl. Mm -hmm. So, and Chloe Sevigny just couldn't let... Cameron Diaz have her time in the first time middle-aged mom shine because Chloe, who is 45, is pregnant with her first child and the father is her boyfriend, gallery director Sinisa Makovich. So TMZ says that Chloe is about five months pregnant. TMZ also posted staged paparazzi pics of Sinisa touching Chloe's bump on the streets of New York City. Mm-hmm. Take that, Michelle Williams. Yeah, they got a bump touch. They remembered to put the hand on it. Um, so Chloe's very fashiony to me. So when I first heard that she was pregnant, all I could picture was her being in the hospital room, like giving the doctor a pair of fingerless Chanel 
leather gloves. Like, here, please, I cannot have my kid born touching basic latex-free hospital gloves. It's true, but she's not going to give birth in a hospital. Where's she going to give birth? Like in a crystal a dive bar tub at Chateau Marmont. Yeah. <laughs> and that, like, that baby's name is going to be a hipster mess. Oh. Uh-huh. Prepare. But the fact that Chloe Sevigny, of all people, did a staged paparazzi shoot and gave her pregnancy news to TMZ is just, it's like high art. It's really performance art. It's going to be in the Whitney. Yeah, the Whitney's going to feature it. Mm -hmm. So Gabrielle Union tweeted that her Uber driver asked to use their bathroom in their house, and she let him, and he was in there for around 15 minutes. So she tweeted, dude dropped a deuce. I'm pleased we clearly have a home and available reading material that screams, come in, get comfortable, and drop the kids off at the pool. Uh, Uber responded to Gabrielle and said that she that that wasn't right of the Uber driver and asked her to DM them with details. So she's really going to get this Uber dr- driver fired over shit. Fired over a poo? That's so, yeah. yeah. Imagine that. Why'd you get fired? Because I had to take a poo. Um, I hope she at least gave him a rating of four dirt stars. <laughs> four dirt stars. <laughs> but honestly, like, do you think she should have tweeted it? No, that's so mean. Honestly, like you don't ask, you don't ask to use someone's bathroom for that unless it's an emergency. Like if I was in a stranger's house being like, can I use your bathroom? That is my last resort. So it's like, please don't tweet about me. Also, guess what, Gabrielle? Poo stinks. Well, and honestly, like if if someone asks to use your bathroom, what are you going to say? Are you only going to piss? Yeah, also, yeah, like only pee in this toilet in this house. Also, Gabrielle Union and Dwayne Wade are super rich. Do they not have poopery in their house? Uh, are you trying to get more free poopery? Yes, I am. Because I am almost out of the bottle that I have. <laughs> no, but really, though. <laughs> but if she gets that Uber driver fired, she should probably expect a deuce in her front yard. Because <laughs> that's where he's going to That's he's going to leave that review. So on January 1st, Jenny McCarthy and her husband, Donnie Wahlberg, went to an IHOP in St. Charles, Illinois, and tipped $2,020, get it, 2020, Mm on a $78 bill. Jenny posted, tweeted the receipt and said, Donnie Wahlberg, starting 2020 off like the amazing man he is, hashtag IHOP, hashtag 2020 tip challenge. It's a 2020 tip challenge for other rich people. She should have added that in her hashtag. Well, I don't think she's telling people to tip $2,020. I think she's saying tip good in 2020. Oh, see, I think she, I took it as her saying tip 2020. Which, well, I got a tip for her. Vaccinate your kids. Yeah, the That's only tip. That's my tip to her. The only tip I want to see Jenny McCarthy promoting is the tip of a vaccine needle. <laughs> So it was reported earlier this week that two bottles filled with bed bugs were found in a Walmart in Pennsylvania. Uh, an employee noticed something was up when they saw bed bugs crawling around the men's changing room. And when they went searching, they found one bottle in the coat pocket of a boy's jacket that was for sale and another bottle near the men's belts. Police are investigating and dusting the pill bottles for fingerprints. Th- said the bed bugs. 
ew, how did we end up in a Walmart? I know exactly. Like, <laughs> and honestly, like the jokes on the bed bug bomber, because this is Walmart. So I'm sure every Walmart is filled with some kind of like mutant roaches or insects that is that ate them up right away. So yeah. game point, Walmart. And that ends our first episode of 2020. Uh, Allison is not talking to me right now because she's mad at me for making fun of Ray Romano, her her thirst for Ray Romano. Ray Romano. No, she's not here because she's having technical difficulties. So if you've got a tip, a question, or whatever, email us at dtp at delisted.com. And uh, thank you, Allison, wherever you are. <laughs> Bye.